Welcome to the Stunt Show for June 11th, 2015, the 24th of Sivan 5775. Hello, everybody. My name is Mayor Fertig. This is the Nachum Siegel Network, and thank you so much for uh, tuning in. We certainly appreciate your spending a part of your day with us. I hope you're spending your whole day with the Nachum Siegel Network on in the background as you go about your business. But uh, certainly, I appreciate uh, you tuning into the Stunt Show today. We have an interesting show. We'll play a whole bunch of new music. We'll also speak to uh, my fellow Nachum Siegel Network host, Allison Joseph about an amazing um, program that she did earlier today. We'll discuss some of the uh, reaction to it. Uh, Allison uh, spoke to Emily Stern, who is uh, the oldest daughter of um, famed radio uh, host Howard Stern. And uh, it is a well, it was a very, very interesting conversation. So uh, we'll talk to Allison about some of the reaction to that, as well as a uh, an important project happening this weekend from her organization, Jew in the City and JewInTheCity.com. Uh, well, coming up uh, in a minute or two, uh, some brand new music from uh, with Lipa Schmelzer. Just wanted to tell you about something interesting. As long as we're talking about brand new things, uh, yesterday uh, available on OUPress.org, uh, a brand new book from Rabbi Natan Slifkin. It is the Torah Encyclopedia of the Animal Kingdom. Alex, we have some some uh, some sound of Rabbi Slifkin uh, showing the new book to somebody. You about lions in the Bible and other animals. What do you think of that book? You like it? Yeah, so that, that sound that you're hearing, it's Rabbi, let me describe to you what's going on here. Uh, it's Rabbi Slifkin and another person. The other person is holding this new book, the Torah Encyclopedia of the Animal Kingdom, and that sound is a lion. They're, they're sitting with a lion, Alex, you, you see in this? They're sitting with a lion and showing him this new book. It's the first volume of the Torah Encyclopedia of the Animal Kingdom. You wouldn't get me to do that. Uh, published jointly by OU Press, the Biblical Museum of Natural History, which is Rabbi Slifkin's new museum, and Koren Publications. It contains every reference to animals in Scripture, along with a vast range of Talmudic and Midrashic sources and extensive discussions and insights from modern zoology. This is a 454-page book and uh, very interesting new work by Rabbi Natan Slifkin, who uh, goes by the name The Zoo Rabbi. And uh, that sort of helps you understand why. So that's available now at OUPress.org. It's 15% off if you order it through OUPress.org. And uh, and uh, that looks like a very, very interesting book. The first volume of the Torah Encyclopedia of the Animal Kingdom. This is The Stunt Show. Uh, let's get to some music by Lipa Schmelzer. This is uh, Lo Isa, and it comes from... It comes from the uh, new uh, double CD Sheer compositions by Shlomo Yehuda Rechnitz. This is the stunt show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> Loi, loi, sagoi, sagoi, el goi, 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 go
This is the Stunt Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. That was Lipa Schmelzer from the album, double CD album, Sheer, compositions by Shlomo Yehuda Rechnitz, and uh, it's new music, very recent release, and you're hearing it on uh, on the Stunt Show for this June 11th, 2015. My name is Mayor Fertig, and uh, I thank you for tuning in. Uh, my day job, I'm the Chief Communications Officer of the Orthodox Union, and uh, glad to be with you this afternoon. You know, in my job, often... Um, I get uh, I get mail addressed to Rabbi Fertig, which is always funny to me because I think of myself, you know, honestly as the furthest thing, you know, from a rabbi. I'm certainly not. 
And um, my my uh, my able assistant, Ellie Leibowitz, just sent me something a little while ago uh, that suggested to me why that could be that I keep getting these these uh, emails and 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 letters and uh, and invoices and so forth addressed to Rabbi. So um, it is it is a um, a feature of the best American infographics for 2015. It's called. It is the top disproportionately common names by profession. So, for instance, um, the top names for surgeons apparently are Barrett, Harris, Sherwin, Jefferson, Holly, and Sanford. The top names for stuntmen are Alex, Eric. Alex, you could be a stuntman. Alex. Eric, Eddie, Tom, Terry, and Ben. Uh, the top names for uh, for football players are Jermaine, Reggie, Derek, Nate, Quinton, and Darnell. Um, the top names for meteorologists. Oh, we have to show this to Craig Allen. The top names for meteorologists are Bill, Joe, Jim, Jeff, Mike, and Scott. Nary a Craig to be found there. But for Rabbi, this is interesting. And I have to kind of make this out. I see it didn't print that clearly. The top names, most common names by the, for the profession of rabbi are Shlomo, Chaim, Moshe, Yosef, Judah, and Mayor. There you go. Now I understand why I keep getting mail addressed to rabbi. Very strange. Uh, this is the Stunt Show on the Nahum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Fertig, not Rabbi Fertig, just Mayor Fertig. Um, one other, uh, one, one thing I wanted to tell you about before we go back to the music, and coming up soon we'll speak to uh, my co, my uh, fellow host at the Nahum Siegel Network, Allison Josephs, about her show from earlier today with uh, Emily Stern, Howard Stern's oldest daughter. Um, one of the uh, most fun things I get to do in my job is uh, oversee the production of Jewish Action Magazine, which which is an amazing publication, I always think, uh, with an editor uh, who is fantastic, Nechama Carmel, and her assistant, Rochelle Zwicka. Well, the American Jewish Press Association thinks so, too. Uh, they have awarded Jewish Action with a first-place honor in their Simon Rockauer Awards for Excellence in Jewish Journalism. Uh, for work produced in 2014. This is the fourth year Jewish Action has been in the Rock Hour Awards, and it's been honored in each of the four years, which is sometimes multiple times. This year, the award was for the piece uh, Rabbi Meir Bar-Ilan, Forgotten Pioneer of Jewish Activism, by Rafael Medoff from the fall 2014 issue. It was a great, great, uh, it was a great piece. And uh, we are very proud of everybody at Jewish Action. And I would point out, Rabbi Mayor Barilan, he was a rabbi. His name was Mayor, and he was a rabbi. Anyway, um, we'll continue here at the Stunt Show. Uh, this is Via Hafta, brand new music. Uh, came out as a single. Brand new music uh, from Struli Tversky. And here it is at the Stunt Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Twersky, brand new here at the Nachum Siegel Network. That is Via Hafta. This is the stunt show for June 11, 2015, the 24th of Sivan. My name is Mayor Fertig, and I thank you for tuning in. A couple of minutes ago, before that song, I mentioned uh, that Jewish Action Magazine, the OU's publication, had won first place honors. I forgot to mention, I was going to, that the new Jewish Action is out. And uh, if you get it at home, you should have received it in the mail already. It should be in your OU shul, your local OU shul. It should have uh, been uh, been placed on display there somewhere if uh, boxes of it arrived there, as they do in so many places. Or you could just go to, uh, to OU.org uh, or to the uh, Jewish Action uh, website, which is ou.org slash Jewish underscore action, and uh, you can see the articles. The cover story is very intriguing. It is When Leaders Fail, Healing from Rabbinic Scandal, and it is 
really, and I say this, you know, obviously I'm not that objective, but I really do think it's one of the finest pieces of work that Nahama Carmel and her team have ever put out at Jewish Action. It is excellent. Uh, this is the stunt show for uh, for Wednesday, uh, for Thursday rather, June 11th, 2015, and uh, coming up uh, after the stunt show, coming up after the stunt show uh, is Throwback Thursday. Uh, later, spin class with Michael Fragan and an hour of Jewish soul with Charlie Bernhoud. Earlier in the day uh, was uh, Jew in the City Speaks at 10 o'clock with Allison Josephs. And uh, Allison is the uh, the founder and the uh, head of the organization Jew in the City and JewInTheCity.com. And, of course, as uh, as I'm indicating, of course, a, a fellow host here on the Nachum Siegel Network. And, fantastically, Allison is also uh, with us right now via Skype. Allison, how are you? I am doing well. How are you? Good, thank you. You had an amazing, amazing program this morning. Um, you, uh, you really, uh, frankly, a scoop of the first order in terms of Jewish media. I want you to tell everybody what it was. Yes. Yeah, so um, several weeks ago, I discovered that Howard Stern of you know radio and TV fame, his oldest daughter became Orthodox. So I reached out to her. We met. We had a great conversation, and um, I said. I'd love to share your story with the world. She's an artist. She infuses Torah into her art. And um, there's, you know, there's a fascination when someone famous, you know, or someone connected to someone famous somehow does something that relates to us or is similar to us. Like, for mm-hmm. instance, um, Ivanka Trump said something a couple months ago, maybe in Vogue, a big Yeah, I think it was in Vogue, yeah. Something about Yeah, and I you know, um, yeah. posted the article on uh, our Facebook page and like 20,000 people saw it because there's just something, you know, that excites people about it. So right. we I, can, I'm just going to interrupt you and repeat what you actually said about the subject. Cause I think Skype hiccuped and possibly people didn't hear it. Uh, she wrote, she spoke about Shabbos observance for herself and her husband. And that was in, that was in this national magazine. Exactly. Ivanka Trump. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I think whenever we're always trying to figure out ways to create more excitement around Judaism, Jewish practice and Jewish pride. And this is a very good way to garner excitement and, you know, discussion and interest. And so, um, yeah, it's uh, amazing to connect with Emily Stern and to, you know, she's a fascinating woman in her own right. She's just a naturally spiritual person. She's just sort of been a God seeker her whole life. And then, she found a way to sort of express that through halacha and through an observant life. It's very, very interesting. And, of course, uh, anybody who missed your show this morning uh, can hear it uh, in its entirety on uh, go to the NSN. If you're listening to the NSN app or if you're listening to com. of course, in the archives, uh, just go to Jew in the City Speaks, and uh, today's program uh, absolutely should be there. And uh, pe- people can hear it for themselves. Is there anything that jumped out about the show? Anything that jumped out about her, your conversation with her, uh, that really, really is remaining with you? Um, she actually gave me a new understanding about mikvah. Really? Uh, which, and she is a single woman, and I am married for almost fifteen year woman. Um, but she saw something in nature. She saw basically. I'll you know give you a little preview about it. Besides. The, you know, the journey to observance for her. Another big part that we focused on is a photo project that she is in the middle of working on now called The Wells of Miriam. Mm-hmm. She was in Portugal a couple of years ago and saw something called a water retention landscape, which is basically 
I don't know, some sort of ecological thing. I'm not even like an ecological environmental person. We have kind of a small hole over the ozone layer right above my house. We cover all the, you know, paper products we use just to sort of keep our, our home running. But, um, but uh, look, you can learn something new and learn from other types of people. So these, these water retention landscapes are created to, um, sort of end, I guess, what is it? Desertification, the op, ending deserts, whatever. It's to, to bring right. water into places that need water. Right. Um, that's the not fancy way of saying it. Which, because which, by the way, Israel is the, probably the most advanced country in the world at doing. For sure. But I, di- but I digress. Right. Whenever we can give a little shout out to Israel. So you basically like dig a hole like at the bottom of like in sort of a lower area and mm-hmm. then let just sort of rain fall naturally, roll into it and fall into this pit that you've dug kind of, you know, like a lake type of area. Right. And then the aquifers fill up um, and then a, sort of a lake emerges and sort of life gets renewed. And when she saw this, she realized um, this is great for the environment. It replenishes the environment and um, sort of feeds the, you know, the plants and the animals and the people nearby, but it's also a mikvah. Right. And what she realized is that this is very similar to probably the mikvah that followed around the Jewish people in the desert, Miriam's well. Right. Um, and that it made me see mikvah in a way that it's not just when I think mikvah and hope, I think it's sort of the hope, the renewal for the marriage, that if your marriage is somehow off kilter or somehow not going well, we have a reset button to sort of, you know, mm-hmm. you know, re- restart things um, with our relationship with our spouse each month. But the way that she spoke about that, it's sort of this renewable energy source, um, you know, as a, a thing that gives water made me see that there's a different type of hope and a different type of renewal connected to Mecca that I think those of us that go in buildings, as most of us do, mm-hmm. um, right. just sort of cut off from that nature element um, of it. So, um, it, yeah, it's pretty fascinating to, um, to see this in a new way, to understand the, the meaning of the word in a new way. Um, and that she kind of saw something in the world and now isn't expressing it through art and now publicizing this um, to, you know, she, God willing, it will be uh, featured, you know, in a museum or a JCC somewhere when she, when she completes it. So just sort of popularizing it and bringing it down to earth, bringing it down to people who might not have experienced it before. I mean, it's really everything we stand for in the city. So, so interesting. You might have to you might have to update your uh, your famous mikvah video on the Jew in the City website. Right, with the little uh, water retention thing. Right. Look, I think uh, I think there's. she's a very creative person, and um, God willing, I hope we can find ways to work together um, because, again, when, when you can garner excitement around something Torah-related, something observant-related, and again, our, you know, our purpose to Jew in the City is to create a new association with the word orthodox. So, you know, Howard Stern obviously is uh, a person that people have a lot of different opinions about, but being that he's a celebrity, people automatically have a fascination and an interest. And so when you can take the word orthodox now and connect mm-hmm. closely to him, to a daughter that's pursued spirituality, um, it, it's very good for the Jewish people. Unlike, you know, fallen leaders, like you mentioned at the beginning of your segment, that we kind of unfortunately have to keep seeing negative stuff happen. And it's hard to stop the bad guys. But if we can turn people's attention to the positive things happening, then I think we are, we're doing something pretty good. 
Absolutely. Um, very, very interesting. I can give you my opinion about Howard Stern. He's one of the greatest uh, greatest radio hosts ever to uh, sit behind a microphone. <laughs> but, again, I digress. Um, you know, you were talking about uh, about renewal and about a reset button and a second chance. Um, in addition to your, your interview with Emily Stern, which people can hear at... Uh, of course, at NahumSiegel.com and on the app and so forth uh, on the archive page. Uh, and they can get information about it from all of your uh, Jew in the City media outlets, uh, you know, social media channels and so forth. Uh, another reset button that occurs to me that you are very heavily working on right now is a Jew in the City project uh, called Project Muckhome. And you're having a Shabbaton related to that this Shabbos. Could you tell everybody about that? Yeah, sure. Um, because I felt like Trying to start one organization was not enough work. I thought, why not try to start two organizations simultaneously? Um, I really, um, this came out sort of organically. Um, I guess sort of the, the first seed for Project Makum was planted a little over a year ago. Um, I was speaking in Muncie. A couple approached me at the end of my talk um, who looked like an observant couple, and they said that they were raised ultra Hasidish. Mm -hmm. That it was too much for them. It was too intense. And when when I say ultra Hasidish, a lot of people, you know, in the modern or centrist world, don't realize how nuanced other parts of the Orthodox world are. So there's parts of the Hasidish world where people, ha you know, have jobs in the larger world and are, you know, interacting with media and that sort of a thing. And then there's parts of the Hasidish world where boys don't pick up a ball, you know, after 11, 12 years old. They don't learn secular subjects after 13 years old. They're really, you know, quite uh, removed. So this guy came from that kind of a community, right. and um, it was fascinating to me that um, that there was a group of people, or that you know, I became aware of the fact that not everybody wants to leave completely. We've heard so many stories over the years of the Haredi, you know, person that was raised negatively and then went <clears throat> all the way to the other direction. Right. And um, I think people often ask, why throw the baby out with the bathwater? Why not end up with something somewhere in the middle? And what this man was expressing was that they did want that, but they didn't know how to attain it. Because just like the secular world has barriers that keeps ultra Haredi people out of it, so too the modern and centrist world has barriers, cultural barriers, educational barriers, um, professional barriers. Mm -hmm. Um, financial barriers. And so I was ready to help the guy out. And then I lost him. I got interrupted. I looked up and was gone. And I sort of tried calling people and trying to get some sort of awareness or, and nobody wanted to do anything. There's already so many issues to solve in the Jewish world. And so I put it off and just felt guilty every so often. Right. And about a year ago, I read a uh, blog post um, from a woman named Freda Wiesel, who's one of the most outspoken off the derech, ex Hasidic, whatever you want to call it, people out there. Um, she tried to acclimate into mainstream Muncie for three years after she left the most... Uh, um, three years? Three years, yeah. The most right-wing part of uh, Kiryas Yoel is where she started off. Because right. Kiryas Yoel also has its different levels. She was the most Haredi of Kiryas Yoel. Right. Is um, your, your, I think we're hearing your phone. Uh, oh, I'm going to yeah. get rid of it over here. Yeah. Sorry, a bad, right. bad form. Um, and is that better? Yeah. Okay, and um, nothing like throwing your iPhone across the room and watching an outbreak. And um, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's <laughs> great. Evan does not believe in cases. He has several iPhones, and he still these cases. Anywho, um, so three years trying to acclimate to mainstream Muncie with nary a Shabbos invitation, um, with yeshivas repeatedly telling her that her ex Hasidish Yiddish speaking boy was not suited for their school. Wow. His way down, um, and with. Uh, such loneliness that she eventually started paying a neighbor to play with her son on Shabbos. Oh. After three years of being completely rejected and not having a place, she said, well, I guess I'm done with this now. 
And um, when I read this, I was so horrified and so sad and so shaken to my core that um, I said, well, maybe it's time to do something. Um, I spoke to a couple of our advisors. We have fabulous June City advisors, Mayor, um, <laughs> who were kind of like, I don't know, can we start this? Should we? And I sort of felt like, who cares if it doesn't all make sense? We don't actually have to have a solution. We can just start to figure out the problem. We'll work out the solution later. I posted something saying that we need to make space for these ex-Haredim and show them that if they want to find another place in orthodoxy, mm-hmm. we'll be there for them. Um, and the post really spread far and wide. 200 people responded around the world saying, I would like to be part of the solution. This is just off a Facebook post. Just off of a, a blog post. Right. Uh, posted on JunaCity.com. Oh, it was, right. And I saw it on Facebook. But yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, you know, obviously when you post the blog, you need to put it on Facebook and yeah. Twitter and yeah. all these places to make it spread. Um, and then two women stepped forward to say, we would like to lead this project, which I said, thank God, because I can't. <laughs> I don't have any time. <laughs> One of them, uh, Mindy Schopper, is actual, actually ex-Hasidish herself um, and sort of settled into a right-wing modern community. Um, Gabriella Lerner um, was started off left-wing modern, moved right-wing modern, and has a background in education. So they were really perfectly uh, matched both with, you know, the experiential knowledge and right. educational background. Um, and we are having our first Shabbat tone this Shabbos in the five towns. We were told by some people that this isn't going to catch on, that, you know, <laughs> you always have to hear the skeptics. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first sign up is slow because I think sign up is always slow and like worrying is great because worrying for me is always great. And then we're at a point now this week where not only did we fill capacity of all the space we have to place people, we have a wait list now. A wait list. Wait list, yeah. And so um, I think we're actually just beginning to, uh, you know, hit the tip of the iceberg on this. And um, we're excited. We offer one-on-one mentoring over the phone and in person. Mm-hmm. We have about 100 volunteers that Mindy and Gabriella screened from that initial sort of uh, post that we put out. Wow. So, sort of collecting resources um, and when you don't have funding, you collect free resources. That's mostly how we function around here. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, we had sort of a small Shabbaton in Aramont last year at Lipa Schmelzer's Shul. He kind of collected a bunch of people that didn't really fit in anywhere. So um, my family came in to sort of explain to them that, like, you know, we're starting something new now to help you find a place to belong and a right. place to be. Um, but this is going to be a much, you know, uh, more robust Shabbaton with um, several different speakers. We have a panel of um, people who transitioned out of the Haredi world into some other place in the Orthodox world. Um, we're going to be hearing from Rabbi Pesach Summer, who's going to be explaining with sources and history how integrating into the larger world and, you know, uh, being a part of uh, secular knowledge is not only allowed, according to many opinions, but according to many opinions, is considered to be a good thing. Um, we're going to be Essential. Exactly. We're going to be hearing from uh, Dina Block, who's the Yoetz at Halakha, um, at KJ and a couple other shuls. She's going to be giving a class on the difference between halakha, chumra, minhag, you know, a lot of things that um, these people with ultra uh, stringent practices grew up with. They never learned the difference between um, pig and a movie. Uh, you know, literally, they right. were told that it was the same level of an iser. Um, and then we're going to be hearing from Rabbi Moshe Weinberger, who started off more modern and then adapted um, Hasidish Minhagim into his practice. And it's interesting, one of the women on our Facebook group, because we now have a growing Facebook group, a closed group where people are talking and interacting. Right. I believe she is from the formerly observant Hasidic community, and yet she said she's so excited to hear Rabbi Weinberger speak because she misses some of the Hamishness right. um, that she grew up with, and yet she needs to be more open-minded and more part of the world. And so I think we have a little bit of something for everyone, and our intention is to not tell anyone where to end up, um, but rather just to show them some different possibilities that are out there. 
So yeah, that's right. Well, and also it's important to point out that uh, you're not only is your intention to not tell anybody where to end up, but you're not you're not looking to pull people out of the communities that they're in. You're you're trying to help people who are already on their way out of these communities. Exactly, or who left. Right, or who already left. Left um, and are interested in a way back. And it's interesting, you know, thankfully um, I have friends in really the most random communities. I mean, really every different extreme you can imagine. (laughs) I've befriended several of the formerly Hasidic people. I have several Hasidish friends. Um, And the interesting thing is that one Hasidish rabbi said to me, if a boy comes to you with pace, will you leave his pace on? And I said, Rabbi, with all due respect, we're not going to be micromanaging facial hair or really any other part of someone's observance. Like we'll let them know what the halacha about pace are and what different minhagim are. And then we're going to let the person, you know, do what they want. Um, and then the other side, some of my formerly Hasidic friends said, you know, oh, you need to set up shops and, you know, uh, clubs in mm-hmm. Hasidic schools like NCSY does and try to like, you know, pull them out and poach them. And what I said to them is we're not here to proselytize. We're, we're here as a resource for whoever is interested in making this transition and, and we'll let them use their free will as God granted them and find their own way. We're just a source. Same with you in the city. We, we put out orthodoxy in the best way that we know we see it. We address the challenges. We speak out against the problems. We, you know, we show the beauty in it. But ultimately, we believe that every person needs to, you know, come to their decisions in life on their own. So it, it's really all interconnected. And the other interesting thing is that although I said that this couple in Nancy kind of was the original seed for the idea, yeah. really the original, original seed was a lot of the negative feedback that some of our positive posts got from some of the ex community. Because I was just putting out content to how orthodoxy had always looked to me, which to me was always self-actualized and you chose what you did and... Mm-hmm so many open-minded, positive people contributing using their talents. That And so for me, it was just an honest depiction of it. And there was a lot of pushback from people that had a different experience, you know, accusing June the City of being a whitewashing organization. Mm-hmm. The interesting and fascinating thing is that now that we've opened up Makom as a choice for these people, a lot of people that were like, quote, unquote, enemies have now become allies because I think they feel like, okay, like you've made room for us. You're opening up your arms if, if we would want that. So... Very, very interesting. Uh, we're speaking with Allison Josephs, who is the uh, who is uh, first and foremost known as Jew in the City, and uh, Allison is uh, is also the uh, person behind Project Muckholm and a host here on the Nachum Siegel Network. And uh, Allison, this uh, this uh, project, this uh, Shabbaton, sounds like it's going to be absolutely fascinating. Uh, Chani and I hope to be there. And uh, we are really looking forward to, uh, to to seeing what you've built uh, in this early but stage. We, I'm sorry. I said what we've built. This is really we have thank God so many amazing people um, in this. Uh, this is definitely bigger than you know just the Jew in the city woman. Now this is you know um, it's really a, a lot of different pieces moving in this. Um, so it's it's exciting. Right. All right. Well, good luck and uh, and nice job. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Allison. Have a great day. Take care. You too. You're listening to The Stunt Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. It's uh, June 11th, 2015, the 24th of Sivan, 5775. My name is Mayor Furtick. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. We certainly appreciate it. Um, let's go back to some music. We're playing some new music, uh, recent releases, and in a couple of cases, some brand new releases. Uh, this is um, this is uh, Mi Adir 
Uh, let's hear Mi Adir right now. It's uh, Itzik Dadia from the uh, also from the album uh, Sheer, compositions by Shlomo Yehuda Rechnitz. Uh, that was also the first song we played. Lolisa uh, Guy from Lipa Schmelzer. Uh, so let's hear uh, let's hear Mi Adir here at the stunt show. Thank 
Itzik Dadia from the album Sheer, compositions by Shlomo Yehuda Rechnitz. That was Mi Adir. You're listening to The Stun Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Furtick. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, just uh, calling your attention back to the uh, our conversation with Allison Josephs, Jew in the City. Uh, if you want to hear her show from earlier today with Emily Stern, uh, Howard Stern's daughter who recently became observant, uh, you uh, want to go check out the archive section here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Either go uh, on the website, nachumsegel.com, or on the app if you're listening on the app. Uh, after our show today, or at any point, you can listen to uh, Allison's archive. Her show aired earlier uh, this morning at 10 o'clock on the Nachum Siegel Network, and I really, really highly, highly recommend it. Uh, let's continue with the music. Let's play one really long uh one long piece, uh, also new. It's called Pathways. It's from this uh, new album, Nostalgia, by Maishi Mendelwitz, that uh, Nachum premiered on JM and the AM a couple of days back. And uh, this is kind of a long medley, but it's nice, uh, so I'll call your attention to it. Let's enjoy it together. Maishi Mendelwitz with Nostalgia here on The Stunt Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Pathways, Moshe Mendelowitz from his new CD, Nostalgia, here on the Stunt Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Fertig. Thank you so much for spending uh, part of your afternoon with us. Certainly appreciate it. It is uh, the 11th of June, 2015, the 24th of Sivan, 5775. And uh, we're coming up to the last couple of minutes of our show, uh, which will be followed by Throwback Thursday. Later today, Spin Class with Michael Fragan, and then An Hour of Jewish Soul with Charlie Bernhardt. All that stuff coming up on the network today. And uh, we hope you'll stay tuned for uh, just as long as you have the time to uh, stay tuned for, because we have plenty to share with you. Um, if you'd like to get some nice exercise on uh, on Sunday the 21st, you could plan ahead. If you're in the New York area, Yachad is participating in the Generosity Series 5K Walk and Run um, in the Bronx Riverdale area. It's taking place rain or shine, beginning at 9 a.m. at Van Cortland Park. Uh, Generosity Series is an organization that arranges multi-charity 5K running events nationwide. So Yachad is one of the participants and uh, and beneficiaries of this. And, uh, of course, if you are not aware, Yachad, or the Orthodox Union's National Jewish Council for Disabilities, provides unique social, educational, and recreational programs for individuals with learning, developmental, and physical disabilities. And the goal is their inclusion in the total life of the Jewish community. So you can sign up at teamyachad.com, teamyachad.com, for this uh, Generosity Series 5K walk and run. It's just a little over three miles if you do the conversion from metric to... uh, to American, uh, so everybody can walk three miles, right? It's not a big deal. Um, probably take a little more than an hour. So, uh, and it's got an easy fundraising goal. It's about two hundred dollars per participant, and you've got time. So, it would be a really nice thing to do in a way to help out Yachad. And uh, Yachad actually could use the help. I want to call one more thing to your attention: uh, a letter that went out yesterday. I don't know if you're familiar with with this, but Yachad also has amazing summer programs for uh, for the uh, population that it serves. And uh, the uh, the summer program scholarship requests this year for Yachad are over a million dollars for its 28 inclusive camp programs all over the place. And some of them are just so one. They're all really so wonderful. Um, and uh, so Yachad could really use a little bit of help providing uh, providing these summer experiences, uh, which are experiential for. Uh, for uh, kids and adults with uh, with uh, dis- various disabilities. They're also really important for uh, typical high schoolers uh, who go on their Yad Biyad program, which is uh, typical kids and uh, kids from the disabled community uh, who together, they're, they're just campers together going around Israel, God willing, this year, uh, as they have in past years. 
And I know my son, David is planning to go in that program. He's very excited about it. And uh, the kids have just been uh, talking nonstop on WhatsApp in advance. Anyway, they have amazing programs, but not everybody can afford them. And they are uh, looking at scholarship requests this year of over a million dollars. So if you're able to help, that would be really amazing. Um, the person you can contact is Leslie Reuter. Leslie Reuter, uh, who uh, works for Yachat, her number is 646-459-5177, 646-459-5177, or you could email her at lesliereuter at ou.org, L-E-S-L-I-E-R-U-D-E-R at ou.org, Leslie Reuter, um, or you can, frankly, just go to yachat.org slash summer. And uh, there should certainly be a way there for you to uh, make a gift in honor of the summer programs that help so many kids. Yachad.org slash summer. This is the Stunt Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. And uh, we will uh, will conclude. Actually, I'll tell you about one more thing that's really interesting. Um, this is from Haifa University. It turns out that young people's brains cope with stress differently than adults. Um, they did a study on, sorry, rats, and found that rats are a lot more daring than adults are, and they did some really interesting research into this. Uh, if you want to learn about it, you can go to nocamels.com, nocamels.com, and that is a uh, an organization, uh, not an organization, a website devoted to Israeli innovation news, Israeli innovation news, nocamels.com. So uh, apparently uh, young people's brains cope with stress and fear in a completely different way than adults. Until now, conventional wisdom has been um, that uh, <laughs> that there wasn't necessarily an age component to this. And some people are just more cautious than others. Some people, you might say, are a little stupid. No, I wouldn't say that. But uh, it's very interesting. So go to nocamels.com. You can find out something about that. Anyway, let's, uh, let's conclude um, with... Uh, Rock Biachad. We were talking about uh, we were talking about Yachad. So let's conclude with brand new music from Benny Friedman. Rock Biachad from uh, uh, from uh, I think he released it as a single actually, or his new album. Anyway, this is Rock Biachad from Benny Friedman on the Stunt Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
from Benny Friedman here on The Stunt Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us. My thanks to my guest, Allison Josephs. Uh, her show, uh, Jew in the City Speaks, listen to the archive on the Nachum Siegel Network and on the app. My thanks to our engineer, Alex Cook. And stay tuned all day long to the Nachum Siegel Network and tune in tomorrow for JM in the AM at 6 a.m. My thanks also to uh, Koachai for our great theme music. I'm Mayor Fertig. Take care, everyone. Mm-hmm.